This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is the Aftershock Central Podcast, episode 23. I lied last week, Ronnie. I said I was going to do a solo episode on Captain Kidd. Guess what didn't happen this week? A solo Shame. episode on Captain Kidd. Shameful. Shameful. I'm still going to do it, just I haven't, I haven't had time. I haven't had time. Guess what else hasn't? Oh. I Am Gotham got rebooted and hasn't came back since. Oh, that's coming out this weekend. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be out Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Quit trying to rush me, bro. <laughs> It was no, funny. I mean, uh, Sparkman sent me a message. He's like, "If you want, I'll edit them." I was like, "No, I'm gonna edit them." So I did. I I edited three already. So at least I know that uh, I won't have to worry about new episodes for a couple weeks. Right. Anyways, we're not here to talk other podcasts. We're here to talk this podcast, the AfterShock Podcast. We have some good books to talk about this week, Ronnie. We do. We should mention first of all. That our partner in crime, Jack, is not here. He has decided that um, he's joining Hydra mm-hmm. over in the Secret Empire. Yeah. So he's uh, uh, yeah. He's rough riding it. <laughs> good old gentleman, Jack. <laughs> he sure is. Man, you're so good at segues. Because the first book we're talking about tonight, Ronnie, is Rough Riders, Riders on the Storm, number three. That's right. It's uh, it's who who is this? Adam Glass, Patrick O'Leaf, mm-hmm. uh, Gabe Altab, Sal Cipriano. That's the creative team. And uh, I don't even know how to recap this book. Let's see. Uh, McKinley gets killed by the Birdface people. Yep. Um, Roosevelt comes up, an old acquaintance who's a total douchebag. Yes, and uh, the bird people—they—they um, they handle the Rough Riders pretty well, Ronnie. I don't know. I know. There's, they, there's yeah. some stuff happening here. Um, God, I don't even know where to start with this book, man. I—I—I I, I know where to start. I know where to start. All right. It kicked off really good for me, really, really strong. Um, Roosevelt is like the Batman of aftershock comics. Let me tell you. <laughs> I knew you had to work that in somewhere. <laughs> um, it started off really strong, and and the the reason I said it, there were a couple scenes in here that just made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Um, when Roosevelt is with Monk Eastman in that carriage, mm-hmm. and they have McKinley's murderer uh, in there, and they get attacked by the bird face people, mm-hmm. uh, bird masks. Um, <laughs> they all jump on the carriage and start shooting at it and Monk's like aren't you worried that we're going to get killed and Roosevelt's like nah the glass is bulletproof and they show the, the bird face guy shooting the carriage and the uh-huh. bullet ricochets off the back glass and just blows his head wide open yep. uh, I know that's not funny when uh, people get killed but that scene was just hilarious and then <laughs> and Roosevelt's like uh, Monk's like, how do you come up with, how do you get all these gadgets? And Roosevelt's like, I'm rich. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And like, it was almost like they were going to do good cop, bad cop. Yes. But then they, then they just went bad cop, bad cop. Bad cop, bad cop. 
Uh, it was so funny. And then, and then um, what, what's the, the carriage driver's name? I can't remember. Um, but Monk's like, we need, to get, we need to hurry up and get going. And, and Roosevelt calls the, the driver to help him uh, fight these bird people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's like a, a robot, like a legit yeah. like 1920s <laughs> robot <laughs> driving yeah. the, the carriage. Uh, I got to tell you, man, I, I, I don't even know what to say about this book. This, it's yeah. hilarious. It, it's it's hilarious, like that part, but it's also deeply intriguing part. Yeah, like um, well, we know that we, we talked about it last time. I think like that the clan that wears the bird mask, right? That was symbols and like out of pulled out of history or whatever. Yep. But I also wonder, like the newspaper guy that um William Roosevelt was yeah yep. if like he was a real person or whatnot yeah yeah he was a real person uh, well right but I meant like to the smut writer that he was portraying type thing you know oh uh, yeah if I remember correctly I think Hearst wrote the first fake news story okay so yes then um, I, th- I think that's how originally he made all his money. He, he launched his newspaper, and they were just putting out fake news. And people were buying the hell out of it because, you know, <laughs> fake <Sorry>. news sells. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he like he built this whole newspaper empire uh, okay. based on that. So he was the National Enquirer before it was National Enquirer. Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, it, it was a legit newspaper. Like, they had real news. Right, but they would embellish some news just to sell more papers. Right. Um, yeah, this, Hearst is—he's uh, an interesting character, and he's a total douchebag in uh, in this issue. Yeah. Um, he kind of takes credit for Roosevelt, uh, you know, being as famous as he is and getting elected in New York, becoming governor and vice president, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's—it's—it's kind of funny too because that whole scene happens uh, after McKinley gets killed. And Hearst is there for some reason. Um, I guess um, I, not for some reason. I mean, the, the president's on his deathbed, right? But um, him and Roosevelt go at it, and Roosevelt's like, "Well, you shouldn't talk to the president like that." And he's like, "Listen, you're not the president. You're you're still the vice president. You haven't taken your oath. Like, I'll do what I want." Right. And uh, that's really interesting, you mm-hmm. know, because like, yeah, granted, he's not president. But I mean, he's still the second most powerful person in the in the country. Right. He still has the balls to talk to him like that. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm curious though if um, if there's more to their relationship than we have just in this issue. Right. Um, maybe Hearst has something on Roosevelt that uh, we're not made aware of yet. Right. And that's why he can talk to him that way. Yep. That's the only thing that I can think of that would make sense. But uh, yeah, so that that was pretty interesting. Um, of course, Houdini and um, Jack Johnson are doing their buddy thing, yeah. as always. Yeah. And uh, and Annie, their interactions always great. Yeah, their interactions always great. Annie and Thomas Edison are together, uh, trying to do some research at a church. Mm-hmm. And the bird people show up, which. It's kind of, it's kind of awesome that Adam wrote them that way, because Edison's like a science guy, right? Not not a real religious guy, right? Yes. 
and he just revived her and so now they're going to the church you know right so it's kind of irony there as well yeah and it, what's interesting too is through the first series and even the first couple issues of this one edison's always been kind of the douchey guy mm-hmm. but he doesn't really come off that way in this issue um i guess maybe his relationship with annie is is a little bit different than everybody else yeah where maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to prove himself right and so he doesn't come off like a douche and i like that you know yeah he's still a douchebag yeah 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 um but it was it was interesting it was very interesting oh god what's the robot's name i'm about to find it what the, in the carriage? The, yeah, Sebastian. There you go. That's yeah, his name. Sebastian. He's so funny. He's like, uh, he's a little robot with a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> he, re- <laughs> he reminded me of that old character on He-Man, but uh, I tried to look up his name, but I can't. Really? Yeah. Because there was a sheriff guy, and he had, like, chaps and everything on oh, He-Man, and he had, like, the robots come out, or the robotic arms that had revolvers on it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I wonder if this guy wears chaps. It looks like he might. <laughs> There's only like yeah. one shot of him sitting down yeah. where you can kind of see his legs, and it looks like it might be chaps, but it could just be uh, gun holsters. Yeah. I don't know. That was awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, what are we calling the bird people? Because they don't have a name. I mean, they call them anarchists, so I guess we can call them that. Yeah. But I like bird people better. Yeah. The bird people. The bird people. Um, They just come out of nowhere. They... Now we got bird nuns in the oh, church. Yeah, there's yeah the the bird people go to the church dressed up as nuns mm-hmm. and say that God is dead and do their whole anarchist um, free spirit speech. They lock mm-hmm. Annie and Edison in the closet with a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, they of course capture uh, Jack Johnson and Houdini. They're tied up to horses, getting ready to be quartered. Mm-hmm. Which that's got to be a terrible way to die, man. Yeah. Um. And that's it. That's kind of how Roosevelt, the issue Roosevelt's surrounded, right? Yeah, Roosevelt's surrounded. Uh, yeah. He'll be all right though. He's got Sebastian. Yeah. He's got Sebastian. And then in the last panel, I'm not really sure what's happening. There's a bunch of people running towards a a, a fort. A fort. It's not a castle. So, it's got to be a fort, right? Right, yeah. Um, that, that's what I was saying. It's like, it had to be a fort because it's Roosevelt's glasses that we're getting the reflection off of, yep, right? Yep, 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 yep. But so, so Monk and him made it to their destination that they were going just in time to lock the gates behind them, I would assume. I'm trying to figure out if the people that are trying to get into this fort are the bird people or not Um, because you can't see their faces but I assume that they are because it's a bird guy narrating in the background yeah about the revolution so I'm assuming that's the case right Um, but it's kind of hard to tell yeah I'm zooming in on it and all I see is like pitchforks and guns and yeah yep 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 it's hard to tell but uh, I guess I'm sure we'll find that next issue yep Uh, and obviously these guys escape because Houdini is doing his uh, escape artist thing on the cover. So, um, I believe isn't that that's not when he died, right? I think he drowned. Well, he had the straight jacket on 
right? In the tank? Yeah, that, yeah, 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 he did have it in the tank, but he died in the... He he drowned, right? It wasn't in that other escape when he was hanging in the air. Yeah, right, yeah, right, okay, correct. Okay, cool. Which, a side note here, since I'm a nerd, do you see on the cover where there's the pocket watch by his feet? Yep. That's awesome, because he used to do it because he could break out of those things in like seconds but there's no drama in that right sure so then he'd always have the stopwatch or a watch there to tick down the seconds yep so that's cool a little minor detail for the cover and see i think that's what really makes this book special ronnie because it's super fun but it's so obvious that adam glass loves writing all these people Right. right. Yeah. I mean, to put in a little detail like that, I mean, Grant, he he's not doing covers, right? Right. So that would be whoever the cover artist for that particular issue or for issue four is. Right. Um, but even just like within the story itself, there's always little things um, that kind of differentiate everybody enough um, that you'd really have to know the characters well in order to make the leap from what we know in in real life to be true Mm -hmm. to something that makes sense in the comic extrapolating from from those real experiences i guess right um i think it's really really obvious in in this book that i mean the guy's got to do a lot of research for this book and he loves doing it yeah i agree and it it just like when we first started and we were liking it because it was alternate history basically yep. yep and then we talked about other rough riders besides like this team mm-hmm. and then we got the one shot rough rider nation that yep. kind of put and then every decade and like i would so eat that up oh yeah like if, if another book came out or a spinoff of this one or whatever yep <clears throat> but also i don't want it to like oversaturate with heroes or villains does that make sense because right now right now has the perfect balance but like if you just throw like Cassius Clay in there which he wouldn't be in this time but if you put him in there just to put him in there then it would like saturate it or Mm -hmm. whatever but Mm -hmm. so that balance is awesome yep agreed let's uh let's rate this one up I guess I'll just uh, stick with what I usually do on this one. Four out of five for me. Yep. Um, I think I'm going to bump mine up to like a four and a half, though. Just because it was such a roller coaster. It was almost like I could see this being a TV show. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like in the in the carriage, we had those bad cop, bad cop moments. But then we also had the comedy type moments, right? Yep. And then we kind of had the lovey father-daughter drama or whatever you want to say for Edison and Annie. Yeah. And then you had the two, like the badass and the, well, the two badasses, but, you know, which is Jack and Houdini. Mm-hmm. Jack Johnson, not Jack Sutherland, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Like, and the art's fantastic on it. I mean, there was not, not really one thing that felt out of place or overused or whatever. Nope. Great book. Always fun. Always fun. I I like that it's as consistent as it is. 
Yeah. You know, because some books do, uh, they try to write more like TV, I guess, you know, where you have uh, an episode where nothing happens and then the next one, like you get all the stuff happening. Right. With Rough Riders, like that happens within an issue, right? Like you have some exposition, then a bunch of action, and then some more exposition, and then a bunch of action, then it ends in a cliffhanger. Like every single one. And I think it's great. And, and, and I wonder if that's because he writes TV. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. So, like, he would... I, I mean, obviously it's going to be different because it's TV versus, you know, a different form of art. But yep, it has to be easier transition that way than the other way, I would assume. But maybe if we get to talk to him sometime, we can ask him that. We sure will. We have to hop on that. Joe! <laughs> Next up, we'll be talking about Shipwreck number four. This is uh, written by Warren Ellis, my favorite. You're reading Wildstorm, right? Yep. Oh, God, it's so good. Uh, art by Phil Hester, who's amazing. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Phil Hester. Uh, Mark Engler on colors, Marshall Dillon on letters. Um. You know, Ronnie, there's something about shipwreck, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, how do you how do you even describe shipwreck to anybody, right? So we're we're four issues in now, right? Mm-hmm. The book was mm-hmm. on on a short hiatus. I think it was off for like two months uh, between issue three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a six issue mini. So you would think that by issue four they're would be some more answers. Right. And don't get me wrong, there there were answers here because we finally see the the launch of the Janus, the the ship that took him to this alternate Earth. Right. Um, we finally get to see that. But it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't explain me to anything to me. You know? We Well we get to see their their um Oh, the guy's name, the main bad guy that leaves them there at the end. Yes, 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 yes. He was he was on the ship and he ejected once they get to this alternate Earth. Right. Um, which, to me, I mean, obviously he was there previously on, yeah. on, on our Earth. Uh-huh. Um, and he had to have, I would assume, a lot to do with the project itself, right? Like, yeah. the... the alternate reality hopping thing right because um, when he's he's walking around and he meets this girl who's launching rockets into the black holes in the sky um mm-hmm. and trying to figure out you know why they keep coming back when they're not supposed to she says that they've been in, in this reality they've been launching ships across worlds since god was a baby right right mm-hmm. um which raises a lot more questions about where the hell he is um, and it really makes me think that maybe he just actually is dead, um, and not necessarily in an alternate Earth. Um, or I don't know, maybe this alternate Earth is where gods come from. Um, but some of that I, I might be jaded. I'm re- I'm reading American Gods right now, yeah, because uh, I want to watch the show, but I want to uh-huh. read the book before. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm maybe some some of that is is jading me a little bit to think that. Um, but I'm seeing some some common themes uh, between that story and this. 
Um, and it has me curious, but again, there's no answers. Yeah. No answers at all. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a really weird scene where he tries to get some uh, snacks at the vending machine, and they have rabbit drink, blue cave yeah. meat, and yeah. yes, it's dog, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what's what's that got to do with the story? You know. Right. Um, but don't get me wrong, I'm not poo pooing on the book at all. Um, I just it's so like. For me, at least, and you know, I'm sure some people will disagree, but Phil Hester's art in this book is just like awe-inspiring, man. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is about it that just makes it so special to look at. And there's yeah. so little words in here that you ha- you're forced to analyze every panel. Yeah. Um, it gives it it gives the art room to breathe yeah, and yeah, tell yeah. the story Absolutely. instead of with words. Absolutely. And we we got to see some of uh, the original pages for Shipwreck at C2E2. Yeah. Uh, and they're even more beautiful in person. Yeah. In, in black and white. In black and white, right. Yeah. yeah. In black and white. Um, so, yeah, really, really interesting stuff here. Again, I have, I have no idea what's happening. Um, there's got to be some something relating to... Uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it, Ronnie. Because um, right after that snack scene... Um, he he's watching the TV, mm-hmm. and they show this guy with this skull mask thing that he puts on, and at the bottom of the panel it says "Real History." Right. Like, what does that well, mean? Well, see, I was trying. I was trying to. I guess I can see it now that he's actually putting it on. Yes. Because I was wondering if he was like pulling it, pull like pulling his face off, and he's actually an alien under. His human skin, but oh, gotcha. I guess he's holding it like he's actually putting a mask on. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I mean that that whole page is obviously political satire, right? Right. As, as to what's happening now uh, in the U.S. Right. Um, but I just I want to know how that relates to the story. Right. And I think part of the reason I like this book as much as I do is because I don't know what the hell's happening, but it yeah. intrigues me. Right. Yeah. A, a lot of books, like if you can't get into a story, you don't know what's happening. You're kind of like, eh, I'm kind of done with this, right? Like it's going yeah, nowhere. You check out. Yeah, you check out. But there's something about the way this is done that I don't have that at all. Yeah. Um, and part of me makes me wish that this book was more than six issues because I think the story of this world would take I don't know a hundred issues to tell. Um. But, you know, I'm sure that's not possible. I don't know how good sales are on this, but I'm sure it's fairly low. Um, and, you know, you know, Ellis, Ellis is a history with yeah. his books. And yeah. he's he's really devoted to the Wallstrom stuff now. So, um, yeah. so has he already checked out? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's checked. No, I don't think he's checked out of this. Um, I think I think with a passion project like this for somebody, um, it, it'd be kind of hard to do. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was, just, yeah, because I mean, this, it, you know what, you know what this reminds me of, hmm. like Doctor Sleepless, totally like Doctor Sleepless, absolutely, because I loved that book when it came out, and I still love that book, but I've read it probably like ten times, and I probably can't tell you the exactly <laughs> everything that went to hell on in that book. No, I agree. I think they just reissued that in trade, 
like a few weeks ago. There's a there's a new trade for it. Um, cause uh, Avatar was doing a fifty percent off sale. Okay. Yeah, I think like the week before C two E two, they had a fifty percent off sale. Um, yeah, it's Doctor Sleepless, totally, totally. And I, you're not the only one, by the way, because I've heard that from a lot of people that really like Doctor Sleepless that have no idea what the hell happened to Doctor Sleepless. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm totally with you, man. Um, <laughs> there is one question on this book that I'd like to answer in the six issues that come out. Sure. That probably has nothing to do with the overall story. Okay. And it might be a stupid question Uh-oh. that I want answered. Yeah. But I want to know why his arm or hand is a different color. Is the orange color. Oh, interesting. Because, like... One time, um, like the left one yeah. is wrapped, is wrapped, and then the right one is like the orange color. Yep. Always. Yep. So, I mean, like I said, that's just another question to add to the book, but like, I don't know if you give it much thought or think about it or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'd noticed it, but I hadn't thought about it. But now that you say that, it seems even more obvious in this issue because there's so much orange. Right. Huh. Like, um, you can't really tell, like, when he's looking up at the sun. Yeah, I don't right. Know. Yeah, I don't know if you got it. Yeah, because right, it just yeah. looks like a regular flesh-colored hand. But yep. then when you get down to the bottom of that page, then you can tell when he has his other hand up that, you know, that one's... The wrapped one, so... Right, 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 right. Mm-mm-mm. Um, it, there is some interesting stuff. And, you know... <clears throat> I, I hadn't realized that the villain was this guy, Isham. Yeah. And now, looking back on it, it, it raises a few more questions for me. Um, the, the whole scene, right before they launch... Where he's like, are you ready for the big moment, Dr. Shipwreck? He's like, our big moment, surely. And he's like, no, no, this is your baby. I'm just along for the ride. Right. Um, but then it kind of just focuses on Isham's face. And he's got mm-hmm. this like weird, like creepo dude look, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me wonder like how much more there is to the story. Like, do you, do you feel like we're going to get a solid resolution to all the questions in the next two issues? No. Nope. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. I think we'll get enough to maybe put a loose bow on it, but it's not going to be a tightly knit bow at yeah. the end of it. Yep. Yep. Which is always good because that means that it could go on hiatus, you know, for a little bit and mm-hmm. then come back. Yeah, yeah, but, I guess you're right. But I don't, I don't think that all the questions are going to be answered, though. Yep. Anyways, cool issue. Art is a 30 out of 5 for me. <laughs> yep, agreed. Um, story, maybe a little bit lower, just because I, I want, I want, I want to know what the hell is happening, all right? That's, that's what I want to yeah. know. I want to know what the hell is happening. Um, now I'll just rate it up. I'm going to give it, oh, God, it's so tough. I'm going to give it a four because the art is so good. Yeah, that's what I, I, I was debating between a three and a half and a four. Yep, yep. 
but I think Phil's art and the tones, the colors that he uses, and the details, I think, pushes it to a four as well. Yep. Agreed. It's time to move on. Dear, move on. To Dear Martha. <laughs> <laughs> move on to the end. Uh, next up, a brand new number one. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it outright before we even start talking about it. Okay. Joe, I know you listen. I apologize. I know it's only one issue. It might take a few. Oh, I know where you're going with this, and but you're the, gonna get banned. This might be my favorite aftershock title right now. <laughs> and I'm talking about Pestilence number one. Uh, came out what last week, I think. Yes. Uh, written by Frank Thierry, art by Oleg Okunev. Um, there's Rob, Rob the Schwag. Yep. Schwager is uh, Swaggy on P. Colors. Shwaggy P yep. is on colors. Uh, and Marshall Dillon on letters. Man, Marshall Dillon's busy. Yeah, he is. God. Um, Pestilence. So I, I mean, I'll, I'll use the recap from, uh, from the solicits. Okay. What if, what if the Black Plague wasn't really a disease that killed people, but if it was a zombie outbreak? And there's a lot of boobs in here. There is. There's some boobage. But there's no penises because it's aftershock <laughs> and not image. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so the book centers on, oh, God, what are they called? The Fiat Lux. Yep. Which I took Latin a very long time ago. My Latin is very rusty. Uh-huh. But I think it would translate to something like um, Faith in the Light. Yes, that is correct. I looked it up. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, see, it it helps that I took a bunch of Romance languages too, so a lot of that Latin stayed in my head. Um, they're uh, like uh, it's not a sect. Um, oh, here we go. They call it the Assassin's Arm of the Church. I guess yep. that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, there's five guys. Roderick Helms is the main guy. He's uh, he he was in the Crusades previously mm-hmm. uh jeffrey is like the muscle of the group yep giovanni is my favorite he's mm-hmm. like a ninja yep he's the s- s- chief assassin chief assassin uh james the jester yeah uh abel who i thought was a woman and it might still be a woman <laughs> but uh they say it's a young a young man yeah. And then uh, William Moore is uh, like the, the the friar tuck of the group. He's the brains. Yeah. The st- strategist, I guess. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so basically the Fiat Lux, whenever the church needs something handled, they call upon these guys to go and take care of it. And as the book opens up, they go, um, oh God, where is it? it do they say? The whole it just says holy yeah the it just holy says the holy land, land right so uh, they're in Jerusalem somewhere uh, is my assumption mm-hmm. and there's a guy that apparently just decided to go there with a bunch of his men and take over the city and uh, again there's a lot of boobage yeah uh, they they pretty much do whatever they want they kill whoever they want they 
He said that he was from the church, right? Yes. He 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 took it over, proclaiming it was for the church. Proclaiming it was for the church, which I mean, this happened a bit during the Crusades. Right. Uh, there would be people um, that had land and money and and men that would just go uh, and use the Crusades as kind of a way to uh, rape women and uh, take gold. Yep. Um, so this was kind of commonplace, and that's what this guy does. Like and... land pirates, basically. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, so, so this guy does whatever the hell he wants. Uh, <laughs> and whoever. And whoever obviously. he wants. Women apparently <laughs> are not allowed to wear clothes yep. in uh, in his castle. And the church finds out, and they send the Fiat Lux to uh, go handle this guy. And. Uh, this is why uh, Giovanni's my favorite, because he's like a freaking ninja dressed up as a clown jester. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Um, that, that's the whole thing is like, it's almost like that Armageddon scene where the whole group's walking in there mm-hmm. like badasses, you know? Yep. And then, of course, you got the fat guy that took over the city that thinks he's the badass. Yep. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Giovanni just dunk right in the head and done deal. Done deal. Uh, and then, of course, you know they tell uh, uh, this. Do they do they give him a name for this guy? The 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 fat guy, Roderick. No, Roderick. no Roderick's the main no. guy. Yeah. Oh God, that's his name. I thought they said his name. I thought so too. Alright, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so this guy tries to kill Roderick, and that's when uh, Giovanni comes in, slits his throat, and the guy's men are about to kill the Fiat, and Roderick's like, you kind of don't want to do that. The church sent us. The army's right outside. Your bodyguards suck. Um, We're not going to kill you today, but you might die tomorrow. Have a good day. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty much how it goes. Sir Archibald, you fat, ugly bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's his name. <laughs> Quote unquote. Go. There you go. So uh yeah, super interesting beginning. Uh definitely not for children. Yeah. Again, there's not not for Paul. Not there's it's definitely not for Paul. Uh there's no uh there's no privates, but there's a lot of boobage, there's a lot of sex scenes. Uh, there's a lot of intestines being ripped out of people, uh, torture stuff, um, at least in the first few pages. You didn't even talk about the last part. What last part? I'm not even there yet. Oh, I thought you were wrapping it up. No, I was like, you no, no, talk no, about no. Last part. No, because I haven't even talked about what happens. <laughs> no, that's why. I... Yeah, so, so after they take care of these guys, uh, they're going to go back to the Vatican um, after killing this guy. And as they're walking through the desert, uh, a horse comes up with a rider, and the rider's hooded. And, um, I mean, during this whole thing, you get a little bit of who everybody is. Right. Um, by the way, this is where I got that I think uh, Abel is a woman. Because it says, as does I hate to say, young Abel, I am the only member of the Fiat Lux who knows the secret that hunts him so a secret I fear may ultimately be his undoing well maybe he's gay I mean he might be gay it may it, it just might be the way the artist drew him mm-hmm. uh, to try to make him a young man but to me it's the face of a woman just saying 
Well, he looks pissed off all the time. He does. So maybe he isn't as good-hearted and loyal as perceived to be. Very possible. Very possible. Um, all right, so they come up on this rider who's hooded and doesn't say anything. They try to get the guy's attention. Nothing, nothing. Uh, the guy's a freaking zombie. Mm-hmm. And he bites one of the fiat, and they end up killing the guy. Uh, there's a letter there written in secret ink, which uh, apparently mm-hmm. is lemon juice. I didn't know this, you know? <laughs> I didn't yeah. know you could do secret messages with lemon juice. Um, but that's a thing. But that's a thing. So they put the letter to uh, fire, and that brings out the writing. And the letter is for the fiat addressed to them, to Roderick. And uh, telling him, uh, kind of, be careful coming home because uh, hell uh, on earth is here. Yep. And they cut to the Vatican, and there's zombies all over the place. Did you ever and see World War Z? Him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that scene in, in Jerusalem when, when the zombies are trying to climb the uh, the wall. Yep. Yeah. And they're just all over the place. Yeah. It's like that scene. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Give me more zombies. That's not the terrible Walking Dead comic. <laughs> you watch your mouth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this uh, is... yeah. dude, aftershock is knocking it out of the park with number ones. I'm right? telling you, dude. Because last week we had World Reader or yep. last episode. Yep. There's a new issue out which we're not going to talk about today. Right. But uh, yeah, knocked it. And out. then we have this one. Yep. Which. Really, uh, since we saw the synopsis for it, mm-hmm. I know you and I particularly were like, I was afraid that this wouldn't live up to our hype, mm. but it exceeded it. I think it above and beyond exceeded it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because agree. it actually has like real world places, mm-hmm. kind of like the alt history type stuff that that Rough Riders does. Yep. And then, yeah. And the art is amazing. Yeah, I don't know where this artist came from. Um, I, I didn't look him up, and I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the art through the entire thing. There's some panels that are uh, very 90s looking. Yeah. Um, particularly the scene in the Holy Land, uh, right before they kill that guy. Um, um, it's I little... thought that whole part with the... Um naked women and all that was like really 90s style yep definitely um but not in a bad way either and i really liked it though because um a lot of the art reminded me of really really early umberto ramos um Mm -hmm. what was the book he did crimson i think it was called Mm -hmm. i think it came out for image uh, it was about a, a vampire. It reminded me a little bit of that. Um, what was the other book? Let me look this up while we're doing this. Um, there's a book called Battle Chasers also, which I think they're relaunching now. They just released a video game. They kickstarted a video game. Oh, okay. Um, Joe Maduera, that's who did it. Yeah. Um, it was published 98 to 01. Uh, art... Adam Warren and Joe Meduera, yep. But uh, yeah, it, it's it it had that 
that vibe for me. Um, and that, that stuff was some of my favorite comics that I was reading at the time anyway. So, yeah. um, really interesting. Cliffhanger was the imprint. It was under Wildstorm uh, okay. at that time. They had three books. I can't remember the third one. Uh, it was Crimson, Battle Chasers, and one more. But, uh, yeah, I loved it. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Yeah. And, and, like, their number ones are just, like, keep coming. Yeah, what's got coming ba- up? Normals is we coming got, up. The, well, we got Baby Teeth coming up first, right? I thought, or is Normals? I thought Normals was, yeah, I think Normals is this month, and then Baby Teeth is next month. And then Jimmy's Bastards is the month after that, right? Yep, then Jimmy's Bastards. Or is that June? Um, Jimmy's Bastard is the Wednesday before Father's Day, so. Okay. Let's see. It's on sale in June. Yep. Uh, yeah, Baby Teeth is in June. Jimmy's Bastard is also in June. Yeah, I think so, Jimmy's Bastard is first, because I think Baby Teeth might be at the end of the month. Okay. Um, and I think that's it, right? There's, Yeah, nothing else new has been announced yet. Well... Uh, Colin Bunn's book was announced, but it isn't solicited for a while. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, I but dude, they're they're just knocking them out of the park with with these things because all of those have high hope and potential. Mm-hmm. Like I'm digging each concept of the story. Like with Jimmy's Bastards, wasn't there an image book like Domino Seven? Or Domino 5. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Where he was a superhero and he had kids all over there that, that had superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the description for Jimmy's Bastard seemed very familiar, but I couldn't place what the book was. Uh, by the way, Unholy Grail is in July. Okay. Yeah, I just looked it up. Awesome. Because um, that, that's King Arthur, right? Yep. The evil King Arthur and Merlin. Yeah. So Dig that should be fantastic, too. Dig that. July 5th. Oh, great. It's a holiday weekend. Yeah. Mm. More time to read. Mm. <laughs> Maybe you'll be caught up by then. <laughs> I'm still so far behind, dude. I was looking at my list today. I'm I'm back to like four weeks again. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. But uh, let's let's rate up Pestilence. I'll let you go first this time. Uh, this is the one that I'm giving a 5 out of 5 for. For sure. Um, for the writing, um, the action, and it's pretty much what you want a one, a number one to be. Yep. And it exceeds that. You know, it's interesting, too. For a first issue, and considering how many different characters there are, Mm-hmm. Every character is really well fleshed out. Yep. Agreed. Um, I was trying to think, what was that book? Green? Oh, God. I think it's an image book. Green Valley? Green Valley. Um, cause, I mean, part, of, part of that is similar, right? Like the way it starts. Yeah. Um, right. Obviously, this goes in a completely different direction. But you right. also have like that group of people that you know, kind of grew up together mm-hmm. um, fighting for the church, killing, you know, people that shouldn't be doing stuff in the name of the church. Right. Um, but even that, 
that cast didn't feel as well fleshed out for a couple of issues. Right. Agreed. Um, as much as, as the guys in, uh, in Pestilence did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hear reaction from others uh, on this book. Uh, right. I know a lot of people do DCBS, so mm-hmm. it takes a little while. Rob just tweeted us. Yeah, Rob, Rob tweeted at us. Said, uh, "What was it that he said? What a fantastic issue." Yep. Yeah, I think he does his weekly. I think he's doing weekly boxes. Yeah, um, he can't wait. Dude, he, he gets, gets a... he gets more than you and I get. I know. He's like we we were gonna t- we talked about that offline. Yeah. And he was like, I think you're second only to Mike. And I was like, No, <laughs> I think Martin and I are tied, or maybe one two books apart. But I think you got us by like ten to twenty. Oh yeah, he gets a lot. I was doing so well too. I was down to like twenty something, um, thirty books sometimes, and that just mm-hmm. went to shit. I'm I'm like back at like 70 books i think i've been i've never been that low since like 99 (laughs) (laughs) and then like something new comes out and you're like oh and then yeah yeah well see that's that's why it's good to be friends with robin mike though yeah because they get so many books that if i forget to get something i'm just like oh yeah yeah i'll just wait to see what they got exactly and then i go get it like monica (laughs) Yeah. That had a lot of penis in it. <laughs> and it was an image. <laughs> it was not image. It was really good, though. The art is beautiful. Uh, Gillen March art. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pestilence. I'm, I'm so excited for this book, dude. I was really stoked about it, but, you know, zombies can be hard to do because it's really easy to go cheesy. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but not this. Yep. Not this. I was very, very impressed. Before we wrap this up, I have a question for you, Uh-oh. and then a question for our listeners mm-hmm. that we got that we got asked at C two E two by Joe. Uh oh. If we had somebody, a writer or artist, to write or draw for AfterShock, who would you pick? Bro, they're already there. Warren, Warren Ellis, Ellis and Phil, Phil Hester. Hester. Okay. I, I was just because he asked us and asked us for suggestions. Sure, sure, sure. So. Yeah, I mean, for somebody that's not currently there, um, I mean, I don't know, man. That's that's really tough. Um. <sighs> Because like there's guys that I really like, but only when they're do their, doing their own stuff, um, like well, Jeff Lemire, for example, right? I really like Lemire's. That Lemire, would be my answer. Yeah, yeah, I like his indie stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like his big two stuff uh, as well. Animal Man was good, but um, like the X Men stuff was not good. Uh, Moon Knight was good. All Man Logan was good. Um, what else? didn't he do? Swamp Thing. Snyder did Swamp Thing, right? Yeah, I know Snyder did Swamp Thing, but I, I think, I think Lemire might have. Uh, no, you know what it was. He did Teen Titans Year One. Yeah, there was that crossover issue with Swamp Thing and Animal Man. He did. That's yeah, what it was. Right. I yeah. think Matt Kent did some Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like he's doing Royal City. He's doing really well with that. He's got the Sender. Um, what's the other one that he's doing? I can't remember. And then like Matt Kent, I mean. 
he does his own stuff, but he does so much for Valiant. I don't even know if he's got time for yet another book. You see what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, I would I would like to see maybe some. I I know Aftershock's thing is getting big name writers or artists on a book, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't mind seeing some lesser known guys. Um, so this is a bad example because Marvel was smart and picked them up, but Mark Rosenberg when he was doing the Black Mass stuff, right? Like his Black Mass stuff was really freaking good, mm-hmm. right? And that's why that's why Marvel really picked him up. Yeah, King, well that's canceled now. Well, yeah. <laughs> everything's gonna be canceled because it's canceled. gonna be rebooted. But um, but anyway, he like he's a really good writer, and he's super cool to talk to. By the way, yeah. Like if you ever chat with him on Twitter, he will talk up a storm. Yeah. Just for the record. Yep. Um, I would love to see more guys like that. Um, but again, like Aftershock is trying to do something a little bit different. Right. Um, in terms of a big name writer, I mean, you can never go wrong with Rucka. And mm. now that he's leaving Wonder Woman, maybe he's going to have a little more time. I don't know. Maybe not because he's doing TV. You know, TV nice keeps him busy. He's yeah. going to be doing, uh, I think they're coming back with Black Magic again. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't have time. But that'd be interesting. Rucka, I wouldn't mind that. Um, oh, God, what's his name that does Astro City? Uh, I had it until you asked me. God, dude, Astro City is the best book that nobody reads. <laughs> um, Kurt Busiek. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, dude, that book's been through so many publishers. Um, what about Charles Soule? You know, I don't know. That's tough, man, because he does so much Marvel stuff. Um, and I, I don't like his Marvel stuff. That it, it really jades me sometimes. Like well, I'm, I'm the same. I was with just Cullen, curious. I'm the same with Cullen Bunn, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, just like his indie stuff, like Jeff Lemire, even. Yeah. Like, the indie stuff is what we enjoy the most out of certain writers. Sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> well, I mean, I would have said Cullen Bunn, and, you know, that's coming out because on Holy Grail. Right. 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 So, and I, th- I think out of everybody, like, that's a really good fit for what Aftershock's doing. Um,. I'm trying to think who's not doing a whole lot now that I would want to see do something. Um, like Alan Moore Quick Comics again. Yeah. That'd be interesting, but I don't know like the logistics of that. What about Grant Morrison? For you, I'm saying, because he's like my Jeff Johns. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But I mean, like... Has has he done? Like he hasn't a lot done of anything for a while, has he? Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't done anything in a while. I mean, I'm trying to think. The last book he did, uh, it might have been Batman and Robin, right? Right. Yeah. And he's doing. He's the editor in chief of Heavy Metal now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but like that book's almost bankrupt. Yeah. Like all their creators are leaving so I don't know like what his next step was going to be um, yeah I mean I wouldn't mind seeing him um, 
maybe I don't know, man. It's so hard. I know. I put you on the spot. No, I know, I know. I was trying to think. Like I'm reading American Gods, and Paul and I were just talking about Sandman tonight. Um, mm. I wouldn't mind seeing Gaiman, but I think Gaiman's really happy just writing his books right now. Yeah. The novels. Yeah. Um, they all do really well for him. Right. So I don't know if he'd be interested in going back to comics. Um, and I'm trying to think like an artist that I would want to see. Um, and I can't really think of many. Maybe like Sean Murphy. I wouldn't mind seeing more Sean Murphy. Yeah. More Sean Murphy is always a good thing. Yeah, you can never go wrong with Sean Murphy. Yeah. Um, is he st- he's still doing Tokyo Ghost, or is that done? I think it's done. Yeah. He's getting ready to do that new Batman book, though. Oh, that's right. Or, no, he's doing the last arc of All-Star Batman, but yeah, he also yeah. has a solo one coming out, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is that the, the dark whatever? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. That'll be good, just if him doing it. Yeah. Maybe I'll read All-Star Batman again. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody out there has any has better suggestions than us, tweet us at tag Joe. Yeah, tell for us sure. On the Facebook page. Did uh did we post this on the Facebook page yet? The what, the, the question? question? Yeah. No. Okay. No. So after I post the episode, um we can uh, start a discussion on the Facebook page as well. Yep. I think that'll be interesting to see uh, what everybody comes up with. Because everybody's got people they like. Right. I'm curious and our Facebook group is the best group that... One of the best groups that we're in. This is true. <clears throat> because there's no whining, complaining... Nope. Trolling. Nope. Just everybody has an actual civil, decent discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if you don't like something, that's okay. Because we'll just talk about it like civil human beings. If you don't like it, too bad. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like I've seen people that haven't liked something, but they gave logical and actual feelings of why they don't like it instead of yep. generic reasons. Yep. No, I got you. I got you. As to where we see that with other groups. <laughs> that's why I don't stay in those groups <laughs> I leave or kick them out or kick them out if I run the group <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to wrap it up yep that is going to wrap it up let's kick us out of here we're going to kick ourselves out of here we're going to rough ride it away you've been listening to the Aftershock Central Podcast with Ronnie and Martin at Rumbar316 at Geekvine at Aftershock Pod. And uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Aftershock Comic Fans. And if you want to make fun of Jack, it's at Jack Sutherland. <laughs> it's okay if you do. If he can hear you, I think uh, I think Hydra deleted Twitter from uh, <laughs> Yeah. So that might not be possible. Yeah. Now it's called something else. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. So to the next time, you hear this dog rhyme. Keep your mind on getting in Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Talk is cheap, motherfucker. <laughs>